0: Hey, welcome back to the show. So today's episode is about regret and regret is very scary, but I want to ask you the question, will you regret not launching a fund or just starting a business or taking hold of your dreams in general? I think you'll enjoy this episode of how to minimize regret going forward. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Will you regret not starting a fund? In this episode, I'm going to walk you through my story of how I had an offer to have a fantastic Silicon Valley firm. I had a six-figure offer, stock offers, the whole nine yards, or I had an opportunity to start my fund. And I had two choices, two distinct paths to take, and I uh, ended up ultimately choosing to, to do a fund. But I want to walk you through why. And a lot of it comes from, I love Jeff Bezos. He talks about the regret minimization framework. And pretty much what he's saying is, I live life to minimize regret as much as possible. Because there's a lot of scary things in life, but regret is one of the scariest ones. On your deathbed when you're 80, 90 years old, you look back at your life, what things are gonna haunt you and eat you inside for regrets? And how can you minimize those as much as possible? And so that's how Jeff Bezos, he says he looks at life. He looks at, that's what he says. He says, in X number of years, will I regret not doing this, yes or no? That's how he looks at life. And if I will regret it, then I'm gonna do it. It's a pretty cool way to look at life. And I don't know if that's the perfect way to look at everything, but I thought it was pretty interesting. And I had this exact same choice. I was, so I was, a, I was gone out on a firm and I had done, I've told you guys a story before, but I've, I did everything right. I wanted to get into private equity venture capital. And I was told the story to get into that world was you go to a great university, you get really good grades, which I had done. I got a 4.0, did really well. I was like, man, this is awesome. You get a good freshman, sophomore internship. An experience. And I got an internship at a, a small boutique PE fund. I was like, this is great. And I leveraged that into your junior internship, which, you, which is usually the big internship, right? Where you go out to some big firm, you work a hundred hours plus a week, you're with 30 other interns, you're all grinding and fighting. And they give offers at the end of the summer to a few select candidates that they want to now next summer, after you graduate, you're going to come work for them and their firm. And uh, it's a full offer, right? And so you're, I'm, I was working all summer. I was working hard, getting things ready to go. And the end of the summer came and I got the offer. And I remember being so excited. It was a six-figure offer at Stock Ops. I mean, this was a fantastic offer. They're going to fly me out and move me. And I, my, I was married at the time. I was like, okay, I've got to move my wife now to California. We're going to live in Silicon Valley. This whole thing. And the same time, I had an opportunity to... to I was already getting things set up in my fund because I knew I wanted to do that but I had this opportunity to either grow a lot and really expand my fund and really take this thing to the next level or just kind of let it die or send, send investors money back. And I was at this moment and I remember I remember sitting, I was in California, it was at the end of my summer internship and I was at my desk and I looked around and I remember asking myself, what am I more excited to do right now? Am I more excited to come back next summer, work full time, sit at the same desk and do whatever I'm doing? or is it to go launch a fund? And the answer was clear is to launch the fund. At, at night, I'd get home from work and I was working from six to 10 PM every night on my fund to get everything set up. And, uh, I said, first off, that excites me like crazy. I have, you always ask entrepreneurs, by the way, how do you guys work 60 to 70 hours a week? You guys must be crazy. Entrepreneurs must be nuts, right? They, these employee mindset, people look at entrepreneurs and go, those guys are just crazy. And nuts' like, no, We have that much energy. You guys know this because you're listening to the show. We have that much energy because we are passionate and care about the products we're selling, the things I don't even care if it's a fund or not. The products you're selling, the business, the empire you're building excites you so much you can't even sleep at night. Side note, last night, I literally last night I was up, I was just so excited about things. I was thinking about different different opportunities we've had recently and, and I couldn't even go to bed. I was just, my mind couldn't turn off. I don't know if you guys feel the same way of you can't even turn it off. <laughs> you're just, you're buzzing and spinning all day. I finally had to grab an audio book and I just laid in bed because I didn't want to look at a screen anymore. I just laid, it was, a, I think from 11 to like 1230 last night. I just had an audio book and I just sat there. My med was just, I was just spinning about ideas and I, I woke up and then when I scared my wife, I ran to the whiteboard, I was writing things down. That's what we do. That's what entrepreneurs do. We're just wired. Maybe we're just wired differently. I don't know, but there is something, they're passion about life that makes us drive. And I remember I was sitting at my desk I looked around and I was working with great people, but I didn't see that fire in them. I didn't see that drive, that passion. They were just working a job, they're paying bills. They were doing what most people do in America. They're getting their 401k ready for when hopefully one day they retire and, uh, and inflation isn't through the, in, through the roof because of the $6 trillion bill. That's what they're hoping for, right? And I said, I think there's more, to, more spice to life than that. And I, and I thought, what am I gonna regret more? Am I going to regret not taking this job, or not starting this fund and scaling it like crazy? And uh, the answer for me was clear: is the latter. If I don't take this opportunity now, I might not take it. I might not have this chance in front of me for the next decade. And so I said, I'm going to do it. And I, I hopped in. I launched my fund. It was one of the best decisions of my life. And um, we we grew that thing. I, I was like, okay, first thing, we're hiring more employees. We're building. And we just we just scaled from there. And it was it's been a really fun ride. And right now we're still in that process. And. I think now, no, no slight on that company I was working for is a great company, um, but just for me, I think I'm more happy in my job right now. And maybe I work more hours, maybe it's a little bit harder, but I am more happy now because of that. I love Jim Rohn's quote. He says, there's two regrets of life. Excuse me, there's two pains of life. <laughs> there you go. I was like, that's wrong. There's two pains of life. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And that's it, there's nothing else. either discipline yourself. Now you get it done or you regret it in the future. You're going to have one of the two pains when you have an opportunity that big in front of you. I love that. Um, And I think another, another thing I'm just going to just going to keep rambling for a second. If you guys will give me the, the justice to do so people love to tell you how hard things are. I've been told that my whole life, by other people that are older that are doing things that I'm not doing yet. I heard I heard this. I don't know if you guys have heard this about college. Like I went to Brigham Young University. It's a good school, not like the best school ever, but it's good school. I love I love BYU. I'm a big BYU fan. People that went there in, in Utah, at least, it's kind of notorious for being the hard school. And actually, my uncle who went to BYU, then went to Harvard and Harvard Medical School, and then went to UCLA to do his. I mean, just this. He's a credible doctor. He said his four years at BYU in his undergrad was the hardest four years of his life, just because they grade in the curve and the amount of students there. There's actually a lot of very good students at BYU. And so I was told this my whole life, like BYU is really hard school. Once you get in, you you work your guts out to get good grades at BYU because they they grade really hard and they're really nitpicky. And I remember I was all nervous, go to BYU. And I went to BYU and I worked my tail off the first semester because that was the, and I got a, because I, I, that was what I was told. And I ended the semester and I got a 4.0. I was like, oh like that wasn't too hard. Like it was, it was hard, but it's not impossible, right? It's not, it's not crazy difficult. I was told the same thing about high school football. I played high school football. Every senior and junior I heard would love to tell me, Bridger, high school football is so hard. You're going to puke your guts out. We're doing stadiums. You're, I mean, it's so hard, right? I was in eighth grade and going to ninth grade. I was nervous. Like I had pits in my stomach. They had really talked this up. And I remember going to camp. Like we, we all bust down to a, a college in the Southern Utah and we had this four-day camp. And I mean, they, they, everyone is notorious. Like this campus, we do two a days and you're waking up in the middle of the night and they're running and it's just terrible. And I was so nervous. I remember getting to camp and we started, you know, we did the drills, we worked hard, we worked out, you know, we did it all. But and then by the end of the week, I was like, well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was, it was difficult, but it wasn't impossible. It wasn't, it wasn't as much as I, I had overthought it. And I think a lot of us overthink all things in our life because the people that are doing things, it gives them a sense of pride to tell you how hard it is. They go, oh my gosh, high school football is the hardest thing ever, but I did it. So I must be really, really good and really strong and really tough, right? Or, or BYU is like the hardest thing ever, but like, hey, I've, I've been able to be successful. So, you know, but it's going to be hard for you. People love to tell you how hard it is to launch a business, to start a fund. Entrepreneurs, they just, I mean, it's a lonely world. And there's one way to get satisfaction is telling people how hard it is, right? You go, oh my gosh, I worked 80 hours this week. It was the hardest thing ever. and But I was able to do it. So I'm so great. I'm, the, I'm this great person on top of the hill. And yeah, it's difficult, but it's not impossible. And you can do it. That's what I'm trying to tell you is, is starting a fund that is definitely a difficult thing. There's lots that go into it, but it's not impossible. You can do it. You can do anything, right? What's what's stopping you? Just a little bit of time. You just got to put a little bit of effort into it. Keep going. Keep waking up every morning. Okay. It takes you, you didn't do it in six months. It took you eight months to do it. Okay. Big deal, right? That's not bad. You don't, you, it's four years to graduate, right? Okay. It took you five years. Big deal, right? One year. Are you kidding me? In your lifespan to have patience and just to start doing it, putting yourself in the way to to get into the game, to accomplish your dreams. Don't let people telling you it's hard stop you. And sorry, thanks for giving me the liberty to just rant for a minute. But it really, it bugs me sometimes when people, and I've done this, I've I've talked myself out of things because of how hard it is. Um, And people love to tell me how hard everything is. Last thing I wanna mention is that this call of contribution, if you feel, (coughs) excuse me, if you feel, What uh, Alex Sharfin calls the call of contribution, something inside of you says you got to give more. You got to give back to the world. There's something bigger inside of you than just doing what you're doing right now. And that's going to eat you up the rest of your life. And I felt that. And I think most entrepreneurs I talk to feel this call of contribution of, of I have, there's something greater than me out there and I got to go discover it and find, I don't know exactly what it is right now, but I got to go figure it out. And right, I'm getting so frustrated working this nine to five that I don't even have the time to go figure that out. Um, If you feel that inside of you, I'd I'd urge you to to consider the two pains of light, pain of discipline or pain of regret. Are you going to regret not going after that calling that you feel inside of you, something greater inside of you? If you feel that I don't care if it's starting to fun, I don't care if you come through me or whatever you want to do. Go do, if it's a bakery, go open your freaking bakery. If it's for me, my, my dream of my entire life is to be a speaker. I love, I want to be like someone like Tony Robbins, Brandon Bouchard, those kind of guys that can go on stage and just captivate an audience for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. And you're on the edge of your seat. And it's just amazing. I, I hopefully one day can build up to that and, and be, I, I love, by the way, if you, if you're watching this, I love speaking events. If you have an event and you're a podcast, you want me to be on it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in. Cause I want to get practice doing that. That's, and that's kind of a little bit why I started this podcast. I want to practice building up how I speak and how, and that's, I'm, that's, I'm on my journey, right? maybe I'll get there when in 10 years or 15 or 20 or 30 years, I'm going to get there one day though. I want to be an onstage speaker as crazy as that sounds. That's my dream. I'm putting it out there. I want to be a fund manager and an on-state speaker. Those are my two biggest dreams in my life and I'm slowly working towards both of them and I'm going to get there one day and I'm going to be an expert in both. And I'm telling you that right now and I'm going after my dreams. And uh, if you have something like that, go after it and and make, you know make sense of it. Maybe it's going to take you longer. You don't have to jump out of your job right now, but start putting effort towards it. Anyways, this is a rant of an episode. I hope you guys enjoyed, but those are a few things that have helped me in the past to keep going. Regret is a scary thing. That's a scary thing in life and to minimize that as best as you can. Peace, love you guys, bye. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you wanna learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a $20 billion family of funds for an entire hour and he did a full training on how he launched his fund, how to find investors, how to find your niche in that space. If you're interested, go to investmentfundsecrets.com you can hop on that training for absolutely free. Listen to him for a full hour. It's an incredible training. And that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund. I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you on there, bye.